0: In today's episode we're speaking to Bori. Bori is a multi-award winning photographer and a female empowerment advocate. Bori's work has been exhibited in the Louvre and and featured in the Exposure Award Portrait Collection book. Bori discovered her passion for empowering women, helping them feel and become confident early in her career. As a professional photographer, she puts emphasis on providing an experience as part of a personal branding photo session that transforms her clients from the inside out. She believes that the way you feel inside affects how you show up in your personal and professional life. Bori is based in the UK but often and gladly travels around the world to photograph her clients. Let's speak to Bori and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. I'm your host, Girl Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? Today we finally have the amazing, the beautiful, the gorgeous, and one of my favorite people in the entire world. Bori. Welcome, Bori. Thank you. Thank you. So, Bori, people have just heard how amazing you are. But in your own words, please tell everybody what it is that you do. Well, I am a multi
1: award winning brand and portrait photographer, and I specialize in photographing women and female entrepreneurs. And I do my best to showcase their best version and to let their inner beauty shine and make them feel empowered and happy in their own skin. And they're doing this through the experience they're going through. Me
0: uh with me and and obviously with the end results the images i take them. wonderful and for those of you if you're curious if you've seen any of my images i all of pre for the last year or so they've all pretty much the ones you would seen on, on any of my platforms be it linkedin or or um facebook or ig they all are, have been taken by bori so <laughs> thanks to Bori that she makes me look so wonderful and fabulous I'm like ah oh, makes you feel so special well thank you so much Bori and you are amazing and you are a multi-award winning she even got you got an award for my daughter's picture which is amazing yes <laughs> <laughs> so you do show people in the most amazing way possible which is fantastic and and, and so these awards are well deserved but Puri, you've had a journey that people will not be familiar with. At the moment, they just see this, oh, this, you know, this, this amazing, you know, female entrepreneur who's w- winning all these awards, left, right, center, and has all these connections. Talk us through your journey, because you have quite a journey. How did you end up here in London? And I know for a you're a single mother with two children like myself. And so you've established yourself in a phenomenal way. But it's been quite a journey. So talk us through that. How did everything get started for you?
1: Um, yeah, it definitely has been a journey and I, it hasn't ended yet. I, no. I, I grew up in Hungary, that's an Eastern European country behind the Iron Curtain. I'm quite old. <laughs> and um, oh my god, I don't even know where to start. So that already was a really interesting, I would say, uh, mm. ex- Yes, you know, I'm coming from a completely different culture with, with different worldview mm. to what people have to hear. Mm. So I grew up there. I, I didn't have this, uh, you know, idea that, oh, I want to be an award-winning photographer or even just a photographer. But that wasn't really an option, even just to think about it. Um, when I was a kid, I I was... Um, So I went to many different schools because I didn't know what I did. I, I, my first degree, I'm uh, an engineer. You wouldn't guess it. (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed at all, but it
0: makes sense.
1: Yes, I am an engineer. And after that, I went to learn politics, foreign politics, because that was the time when Hungary joined the NATO and it was, you know, new Mm money. Okay, let's learn about that. And then after that, I learned about marketing. And I was working in, for quite a long time in a corporate environment, to marketing agencies. I was responsible for uh, <clears throat> producing you know, magazines, billboards, mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, business cards, whatever the companies mm-hmm. did. And then while I was doing that, I opened up my first business that started more like a hobby. And that was, I guess, my first step was the, the uh, art Mm-hmm. design uh, area which mm. was creating mosaic surfaces
0: oh wow okay I
1: started just the uh, top of boxes and I gave it to my friends and then they gave it as a present you know with, with just letters initials of their friends or loved ones names and and then I created the top of tables and the frame of mirrors and my biggest work was and these were paid works so mm. <laughs> really funny and my biggest work was the floor of my own flat
0: the
1: mm. kitchen and the entrance hall and I did it for more, more than two weeks it was a really nice pathway with a mm. spiral in the middle but I remember at the end I was crying because I was working on my knees oh. two weeks every day lots of cuts in my fingers but it is beautiful mm. <laughs> well, it's beautiful, I'd say. And then after that, I uh, married mm-hmm. and or maybe we'd been over the same time. I got married and I had two amazing children. Mm. I have a son. He's 12 now and my daughter is 11. And uh, I just felt that this corporate world is absolutely not me. I, mm. I wanted to be my own boss and do Whatever I did, you know, in my own pace and my and my own way, let's mm-hmm. say. And then I opened. I had two businesses parallel, if I can tell this. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, uh, secondhand children clothes website, mm-hmm. like a web shop, and mm-hmm. uh, okay. all my children's stuff. <laughs> and I grew that. That at the end, I even had an employee. Oh yeah and then, uh, so it went, it went it went really well. It was a really big thing in Hungary at that time and I also as I was uh, still working so my corporate job was this this uh, cre- um, producing all these these uh, marketing materials and when I left that company, they kept calling me that ohBoy, could you help us because we would need this and that uh, uh, done and then I told them, okay let's make this official that i'm going to give you quotes through my contact, and then if you like my prices, you do it through me so i had these two businesses running parallel uh, and i have the two
0: tiny yeah, two children all with this of course of course just to make it easy yeah of course
1: yes and then that was the time oh no not that time so i still did all these things when i started to learn just to learn At photography
0: Hmm.
1: and I received uh, as a birthday present the nice ESLR camera and you know I just went to a course just to learn how to turn it on and off (laughs) It's you know all these insane amount of buttons and how to use it and I really I honestly I fell in love with Hmm. I really enjoyed and I went to the next course and the next course and then after time I had to decide what do I want to learn more about and what do I want to take photos of and and I 100% sure knew I wanted to take portraits of people but I didn't exactly know what
0: mm.
1: I knew that I didn't want to photograph children I'm sorry you know when you're trying to photograph your own children they never behave they never mm. function so that gave me oh I don't want to deal with this everything. <laughs> but obviously I was, uh, since then i photographed lots of children and when you are not their mom then they behave it's easier yeah.
0: they you, do you, photograph, you, you photograph both my children
1: <laughs> yeah but obviously they are they are bigger children so yeah, well, they're older. not these toddler running around but yes. I did since obviously I wouldn't say no but yeah and then it's different the connection and the relationship is mm. different. Between me as a photographer and the children, and then and, 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 and photographing them as mom, some as mom. So, <clears throat> I, I, uh, so when I was in that I didn't know exactly what I wanted to photograph. And I was searching on the internet, and then when I found a video of a photographer, she was from New Zealand, and it was a short like 30 seconds marketing video where she, there was a lady sitting there her hair and makeup was being done and she was talking that she hasn't had her photos taken since she was 18 and she feels beautiful she bought a beautiful dress just for this occasion and then the photographer was taking some photos of her and showed one to the lady from the back of the camera, and she was in tears, and Aww. I I had goosebumps, and even just talking about it now, I can feel it. And whenever I, I looked at that video, I've had, oh my god, this, this is what I want, and mm-hmm. I, I made everything to follow this photographer. She had her educational platform, and I ever since I have been following her. We even met in person more than. Mm-hmm. One and once we had, I've attended her workshop in Paris since I'm in the UK. So, (laughs) you got that. So, I I love this, what I do, and I'm proudly can say that. With my clients, this happened many times. Mm-hmm. And I took a photo and I saw it. And, oh, my God, this is amazing. I showed them and they were in tears. Or when they came back, because before this lockdown and everything, I had a big, nice studio. I always uh, uh, invited my clients back. They mm-hmm. did it open oh, but telling a secret, that they, when they arrived, they, my, the wall was already covered in printed and framed photos of that. oh
0: that's so sweet
1: and you know that's what they saw and and, and they were lots of time in happy tears just saying, mm. oh, is this really how you see me and yeah because you first critic so I guess the reason I love seeing this so much because I grew up as I never felt good enough mm. clever enough mm. pity enough and we are, I am my worst critic, and we are all our worst critic, that's 100% sure. And and uh, with this experience and, and being able to take these beautiful photos of my clients, I can help them to accept themselves the way they are. Obviously, with their hair and makeup, uh, we. I, I do my best to have the best version of them so they don't get up having this hair and makeup on, but still it helps to, to showcase the best part of their, you know, the feature, face, mm. the face, the eyes is the mirror of the soul. So that's where I put the focus. And uh, and with all these clients that helping them heal, I guess I heal myself as well and help myself also to accept how I look and everything and
0: how I feel about them. Uh, so, yeah. Wonderful. I love doing I mean, I know that um, you are an amazing photographer and, and you know, and uh, you do pamper your clients a lot talking about first, personal experience. You make them feel very special and very pretty and so forth. And it helps to, you know, everyone needs that confidence in themselves to look into, to, to look, not like beautiful someone else, but for themselves to feel beautiful. I think this is important. Yes. Especially if you are coming from an abusive background. And I know that that's quite important, um, as in the case with me, because I was led to believe in my, as I mentioned before, my mid thirties that I was fat, ugly, and beyond myself by date. <laughs> so it, it, those, those those amazing pictures do help to rebuild that confidence in yourself. But I want to talk more about your your hardships because you've described what you've done, but you you've completely ignored and sidestepped the, the all the mental blocks and all the hardships that I know you've gone through. So when you moved from Hungary to here, you're, you're married, yet you are now on living by yourself as a single mother, um, you're a single parent rather, and you're looking after two children and your son is autistic as well. So he, he oh, demands yeah. a lot of time from you. It's not uh, something like, I mean, children are demanding anyway, um, you know, that's the way the nature of the being parent is. But if you have a child with the extra special needs, it takes more time and your energy from you. And I know how you've struggled at times with you know, giving time to yourself. So how did you, first of all, how did you cope with becoming a single parent and, build, and choosing to build a business? You know, what did you already have a, a photography business when you left your husband or what happened?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I have been a professional photographer for 11 years or mm. before. I started it in Hungary. Mm. And um, when we moved, I guess I had my business running for a year or, or so. And it got really quickly popular because I was the only person, only photographer in Hungary at that time who offered okay. this service to the everyday women. Mm. And then, so when we moved, for uh, well, that was, okay, that was a really tough experience. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who wanted to move with political reform and mm-hmm. economic the, everything they were happening in Hungary, we didn't agree with. But you know, as a single family or just a person, you can't really do much about changing it. And, and then that was the time when we received the diagnosis for my son and it was, so it is still, it is a huge negative mark on you having an autism diagnosis that follows you in your entire, Mm. it is limited what schools you can go, what you can do. And the support is not as good as here. Mm. And then, so that was my biggest fear. And then the motivation to, to move. And, um, and still I was, I guess the one who struggled the most at the big, yeah. when we arrived, you know, it's a, even it's, it's Europe, Europe, but still a different culture.
0: It's and different. I think UK, cause I've lived in the Netherlands as well, which is, you know, Europe has different culture to UK itself, not just the country. It's just that it really is. We're part of the continent, but we still are away from it. And we see ourselves we say, oh, we're going to Europe. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're part of Europe as well so it's even the mindset is different and I know you yes. know I'm going I'm going to I'm going to go into Europe this summer or whatever it's that kind of thinking yeah. so it is a different culture it's a different you know UK people are we are different um, uh, and our culture is very um, distinctly different from the rest of Europe I have to say
1: yeah so I
0: like I, it, it takes adjusting me. it just takes adjusting so how do you adjust, adjust go on
1: i sorry, I just thought that's a funny story. I had one friend who uh, who already lived here uh, in the UK at that time and he <laughs> gave me this um, uh, talk that whoever asks how you are, then you have to say, I'm fine, even if you're dying. <laughs> because this is, you know, just part of this, hey, how are you? And um, just a polite, you know, conversation. Saying and because in hungary i only ask how are you if we if i'm really interested mm. and i, you know, so, I mean,
0: if they ask even if you're dying you must say i'm fine thank you well i'll tell you there's two reasons for that for those listening in other parts of the world that explain what that is one thing it was making polite conversation. We're trying to be nice to everybody. And secondly, we Brits, I mean, you get we were are very conservative. So if one we're dying, we're not telling you the world about it. We keep it very, we keep it under wraps. So our emotions, our, our feelings are generally kept uh, on the low side, and we are very conservative about what we share with people. So even if I'm dying, unless you're my best friend, I'm not telling you I'm dying. I'm gonna say I'm fine. Yes. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> so that's the reason that's the reason for it it's it's, again it's a culture that's the way we are and we are very conservative i think uh, compared to most of the people other parts of europe as well we don't kiss on both sides of the cheek or anything we don't do that i think we only do that when i go to europe when i'm in in uk we don't do that and i say that's so funny because in hungary we rather just kiss
1: so we obviously just touch our faces so don't really yeah so yep. put your lips on there but for us the hugging is a much more personal mm-hmm. and here everybody comes and hug, hug. <laughs> and, and for me that's that please don't come into my don't touch my body just let's just
0: give a slight kiss <laughs> So it's so yeah it's, it's interesting I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So when you were separated from your partner, how did you cope with, and I'm I'm asking this question because I know a lot of females um, are listening to this, and they probably are in similar situations. If they are in a in a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship, or even just in a relationship which is just unhealthy, it doesn't have to be toxic or abusive. And they pull away. One of the reasons. They may not choose to pull away. Is how do I do this on my own? How do I run a successful business and look after two kids? And you and Luke, the reason I mentioned your son's autism is because he he, he does require more effort from from you. My my uh, my fourteen year old daughter is pretty much self sufficient now, but unfortunately that's not the case with with your son even though he's twelve and coming up to fourteen. he he will he will still need that extra support from you and your mind i mean at the moment i'm taking i I was putting my son through learn plus half my energy was spent on okay his his lessons and his exams and his papers and his stuff stuff. but i knew there's an end in sight it was going to finish come this end of january we're done whatever happens happens you don't have the end in sight so how do you keep yourself sane how do you how did he cope then and now it's probably easier but how did you initially cope when you were all of a sudden by yourself in a foreign country with two young children and you're looking to set up a business? I mean, any one of those things on its own is quite daunting, but you had everything thrown at you once. How did you deal with it? Lots of questions and excellent questions. I do my best to answer all of
1: them. So at the when our marriage so when it came, became clear for me that this is not working, it took me much more, I would say nearly two years after that mm. to actually make the move. Okay. One of my biggest fears was, let's say, two biggest fears were first the children, how I couldn't imagine not seeing them for a day when I was thinking and imagining how it would going to you know happen and, and how we do these things. I felt physically sick. Mm. Not seeing just the option or, or just the possibility, sorry, of not seeing them for a day or two when they are with that, so that that caught, kept me back for quite a long time and and the other part was the financial part because yeah. i my income drastically reduced mm. Hungary, the business was running so successfully, I was booked in advance for three months. Mm still had the other other job as well as a side hustle. And here, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are at whatever you do, if you nobody knows you, then yeah. they're not going to hire you to do that job. And yeah. had the big had a big block in me. I'm still struggling with it, but hopefully mm. over this that that I'm speaking in a different language. Mm. Of course at that time I didn't speak as well mm. in it. As now, and sorry for all the mistakes I have already made. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, I was afraid just talking and and obviously we didn't know anybody apart from that friend. And it was uh, a really difficult decision and I'm not going to lie, when we got separated, I had a, a part-time job mm-hmm. as an actress. Because that was something you know I no matter what if I was working in the restaurant that hundred percent sure I had that money because when you're running your business you have to find a client and it is yes. something unless you are booked in at once already but obviously I wasn't in that state mm. uh, then I, I wanted to make sure that I will be able to I would be able to pay for the rent and 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 uh, whatever beers I have and give food for the two kids. Because yes, we obviously uh, my ex he does uh, oh how do you say it properly? So he does pay some child, main, child maintenance, child but so. he's um, keeping it really limited. Yeah,
0: so he's yes, as as a lot of partners, ex partners do in this stage. I mean, i I'm, I know that for a fact. And regardless of how much money they make, they will try to give you as least the least amount possible. I know that with, with my case, um, we have a court order in place and he still doesn't care. And the only way for me to enforce a court order, court order is to take him to court and put him behind bars, which I'm not willing to do because he's the kid's father. So I'm not, because if anything, it's just, it's a very difficult, delicate situation to be in when you are co-parenting or trying to, you know, manage the children. But they, they will try to look everybody, but some of sometimes, um, they, and as a case been for you and myself, they don't want to pay and they don't want to contribute. So you have to pick up the lion's share of the work, both looking after the kids and finances and everything else. Yes. And, and then as you also mentioned that
1: also my, my, my son's problem, but obviously, so when we moved, we received much more support on that part. And mm-hmm. I would say that the way the schools are working here, so they are open and they have the well, all the support in the school that they mm-hmm. can be special needs children. So in Hungary, you have to have your kids to go in a special education okay. uh, system where they can provide all these extra needs. So here he had it. Uh, automatically in school so that, that helped a lot. but obviously they were struggling a lot at the beginning they didn't speak English at all my son was five and a half and my daughter three when we arrived oh wow for them it was difficult uh-huh. as well I honestly I remember the first couple of months every day I cried and oh my god what am I doing here and and I couldn't and got the support from my family and friends because they know me as I find my way through whatever it is and they didn't understand what my problem was because from that point of view oh you move to the to the to a western country where everything is better what are you complaining about yeah that's common an experience
0: because it's not as easy it's not easy it's hard it's lonely yeah
1: yes and so it was it was difficult. And the first, I would say the first one and a half year was really difficult. I took some courses in English and then slowly I started to work on my business again. Obviously, first I just opened to the uh, local Hungarian community, but then with slower steps, I did uh, get over my fear and I joined some networking groups and that's how I Get my name out, and I'm still doing this way. But yes, so the the separation. So after that, it was difficult. It was really, really difficult because I was angry. I was angry at him for whatever reason, Mm. and I still had to somehow manage the communication and whatever we met. In a way, I didn't want this to affect the children. Mm. and They see him and what they think about him. But obviously, I failed numerous times and I said things I'll after regret it that mm. because that's not their problem, I would say, or, or that's their, he's their dad and they love them. He loves them. And to be honest, now, obviously, after three and a half years, he became a much better father. Mm. we got separated he values the time but he spent because he took us granted also mm. he didn't really put much much effort on doing anything or having a really good relationship with the kids and then mm. so now we have a much better relationship and yeah he became a much much better father and now our relationship is I can say friendly obviously mm. we still have our
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah. But,
1: but yeah, whenever the children have any uh, programs in school, you know, that requires the, the family being there together, we are there together. And we even spend the Christmas, the, we celebrate in Hungary, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. So we usually have the Christmas Eve afternoon together as four of us, because that's, uh, some how, people, no matter what you know we. I, just...
0: know, I I understand that but how did you where did you get the strength from here's a question for you okay. where did you get the strength for all of this it sounds and, and you, you're saying it like just as a matter of fact but I know how difficult it must have been for you being in a foreign country without being fully confident in the language without having your business to the level of A's at the moment, because it's doing phenomenally well now. And you've even joined my mastermind. So, you know, you're, you're part of it. I know how well you're doing. And you've got awards last year and like a number of awards this year and so forth. But when you first started this venture where you were leaving your um, ex-husband, you had two young children, one who was autistic. You had a business that you were building up and in between all of the time you were supporting yourself by being a waitress how did you hold yourself up where did you get the courage and how did you work on your mindset to come to where you are now where you you know you're not working as a waitress anymore you're just thriving and you have an amazing portfolio you have an amazing set of clients and you are doing phenomenally well but where you are now is it's a fight, you know. It's it's a it's an amazing place to be. But how did you get to how did you work on your mindset? This is the question. This is a really good question. You know, it really makes me think about it.
1: But mm. I had a difficult childhood. I lost my dad when I was fifteen, and I was in love with him. And I never had a good relationship with my mom.
0: Mm.
1: He she's still alive. Bless her. Thanks God. She's eighty one. We still fight every time. <laughs> and we talk on a phone, even though we are 2000 kilometers far away still. And uh, I think that the strength for this uh, came from my childhood. So mm. 15 from, I left my mom's house when I was 18, went to different, went to Budapest to, to learn, to study in college first and university. During all this time, I was supporting my staff. So I was working afternoons, weekends, evenings in bars. Uh, my mom didn't support me and I just had to eat something, you know. So I think that was a good base for this. And I just, I didn't even think that that's a possibility that I wouldn't get through this.
0: So that- I love that. I think that's what my mindset. That
1: yeah. Yeah. no matter what, I have to make this work.
0: Exactly.
1: had that, no way out. Interesting. Hmm. You know, the first. So after the separation, the first, like, say, three, four months, I was all all the time in the restaurant when he had the children. Hmm. I was working, serving people. Hmm. At, yeah, all the time, just to make sure that that. You know, just to see how I can manage all this financially, first of all, and after that, when I when I realized that yes, this is working, even though it's at, you know, we are on a tight budget, but it's still working. I don't have to ask money from him and anything. Then I relaxed a bit and started to again thinking about doing more work with my photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously, when I have a client, I earn much more than my yeah, of salary from the pub quality. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I guess that's um, it. It wasn't a question. There was no question. I, and I love I, the. I love that answer. I think this is what I was going for. That you know, you sail through life and you get through those toughest. You know, the toughest um, times when you know failure is not an option giving up is not an option you just have to plow through you it doesn't matter how hard the day how hard the situation you have to keep your eye on the ball and carry on moving forward and this is such an important lesson to remember but because you did you are where you are now you're still a single parent but now you have a thriving business and you're more in control and have a better relationship with even the children's father this is a great place to be but you had to hold yourself up and plow through and get to this far. This is what I wanted to share. This is why I'm so, yes. so
1: proud of you. Do you me. know boy? I just had a, a, a thought that by the time, so what made me really make that last decision to move out and separate from, because I was the one who wanted to separate. I felt so miserable. Mm. I had physical illness symptoms, high blood pressure, and I got a cold and whatever illness they had all the time. Because even my, even my body said that no more, I can't handle more tension, and I, I hated everything what's going on. So we, we there was a point when he got home, uh, I went to a different room uh, just to you know be as far from him as possible. And he's not a bad person, you know. It just, it just didn't work.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, so, you know, when I was working this the restaurant and trying to figure out things, that was a huge motivation that I can't go back. So mm-hmm. that's been an option going back because I'm 100% sure that if I stay in this uh, marriage relationship the way it is just for the sake of the kids, because many people do this, yeah. we'll end up like my dad. Mm-hmm. Because I talked about this. My parents didn't have a good re- marriage out. Mm-hmm remember from my childhood when they were together or when my dad was alive, that they were shouting, the tension was there, and obviously because they weren't happy, they shouted at us as well. I, don't, I can say this that I don't remember any happy things from my childhood, mm. like 10, 10 and before. It doesn't mean it didn't happen, but the, the negative things were overwhelmingly more, and that's all I remember yeah and uh, then my mom we had a discussion a couple of years ago before we moved that she thought that she was doing the best for us Mm. the family together because for both of them this was the second marriage Mm. children from the first marriage, and and she said that that even now we have this is one of our biggest argument why i got separated that for the kids they need the family together, and I said, "No, <laughs> I have my personal experience in that—that that yeah. growing up in a family that they, my parents didn't love them each other, and they weren't happy—that affected us." as well and and i knew that i don't want the same for my children yes obviously in an ideal world if it's a happy family that's the best but if it, it's not working the children not stupid they realize it they feel it and what kind of a example they grew up with exactly yeah. so we, we are together with in a inner family that we don't love each other because my son once asked my ex when he saw somebody hugging mm. A couple hugging on the street and they ask that that why are you never hug with mom or kiss and then he i guess it got him you know off guard and said oh because adults don't do this but oh, you can't say anything like <laughs> <this> to <your laughs> try because you know they will remember and then they grow up and okay others don't kiss and hug so they will not show any affection yeah to it, you. it,
0: it's you're absolutely you know? right it, absolutely right and i i you know, my mother left my father, and I am so glad they did because even from the from the small time that I was there, I remember those arguments, I remember the abuse, and I remember you know the the shouting and screaming and and so forth. And I was five when she left him, so I can remember you know the, the the memory and the energetic imprint on my life was so severe that I actually recreated in my own life. But I I do believe also that you don't need to stay together just for the sake of kids. It's actually more healthy for the kids if you live separately apart and the parents are happy too. Well, on that note, Robori, we're going to wrap up. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We need to have you back for Money Talkies. We will have you back and have a chat with you there. But for the time being, Robori, tell everybody, how can we connect with you? How can we find more about you on the Internet?
1: Um, Yes. Thank you again just for the possibilities of being uh, here on the podcast. So I am on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, with my own name. So if you just, you know, search Boriböte, that <laughs> I know it's not easy to write it down, even to say it out loud, but that's that's the easiest way to find me. I also have a website that boriböjte.com. I... Yeah, we will give you the
0: link. <laughs> yes, so all the links that that Bori has just mentioned. So if you're watching or if you're listening to us on the podcast, then in the show notes we will have all the links to um, all the social media um, uh, that um, that Bori has, along with uh, a link to our website. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then down below down below in the description section we will have her links once again do connect with her I can definitely 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 um highly highly recommend um, Bori as a photographer as a branding expert and as if you especially if you're a female entrepreneur she can really bring out the the side of you that you want to show to people and I think this has been quite important for me because I wanted to showcase the fact that I'm yes I'm a lawyer in my as, as from my background but I don't I don't look like a lawyer. I don't feel like a lawyer. I'm more of a a general person. And the pictures that Bori has taken has showcased that side of me, the feminine side of me, the motherly side of me, the the woman side of me, which are important because these are important to my business. So people know they're not coming to a lawyer. They're coming to a life coach and somebody who's going to be empathetic to them rather than solve a a solution and, and, you know, slap on a large bill. (laughs) Um, so this is important to, you know, how, what you want to showcase for yourself and Bori does amazing. Things. So I, I can't recommend her enough. Well, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest with Bori. We'll have to talk to you on, on my talk. but today, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me and Bori today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest asking them how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time you meet, this is Goa Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.